Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shalom Shabbat, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to all our guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and all our other family in between. This is another episode of Shuffology. My name is Josh. We have Asabi, and we have a little bit of a, I don't know if it's an announcement or a piece of news, but our lovely Liam, who we do adore very, very muchly, uh, has just expressed to us that he just needs a little bit of time just to... Uh, get life, to, you know, back on track, so to speak, and so he will just be having a little break from the show f- uh, for a little bit. So we do have our lovely producer Zane Weber, who that has is me that is, that is <laughs> you, and he has uh, come in to fill in for Liam, and we may have a few other guest appearances along the way as yeah. well, which is lovely. But I know that um, you know, I care for Liam. I know Asabi cares we for Liam. Care I know for that Liam. Zane especially cares for Liam as well. Yeah, I can take him away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just. Uh, from all three of us we just want to send him love and support and strength and um, you know we can't wait to you know there's always a chair for Liam I think at this table as well there's three yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) pick one please pick one please well you know what what I'm really excited about tonight is that or today, or whenever you're listening to this, we're recording it at night time, is that we are up to double digits. This is True. episode yes. 10 of Shuffology. We are climbing the charts. Uh, the Grammy nominations are on the way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, our lovely pro- producer Zane, who's on the mic uh, tonight. I'm here, I can talk. Um, yeah, you can um, talk. He has yeah. allowed us to have another episode, so thanks, Zane. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. You, can, you can keep having episodes. Um, I didn't know if I can keep keeping on them just because I feel very out of touch with music. <laughs> You're um, not. <laughs> You're not at all. You're not, not at all. Well, it's really funny because we, we we've we had so many different themes and we've had nine different themes and it's been interesting because um, Zane is always off in the corner doing other work and then we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about music and he'll go and he'll, he'll be laughing in the corner or something like that <laughs> having a little giggle. Um, so he's actually he's actually a part of every episode but I, wonder, I always wonder if his laugh actually translates into the or actually gets picked up by the mic <laughs> yeah, exactly. sort of thing. But I'm really, really excited for this episode. Uh, it's we, I'd like to dedicate it to Liam actually, because this was actually one of his uh, suggested themes and what he was really, really passionate about. And so it's going to be very interesting to have our opinion. <laughs> right? This is an, a, a genre of music I know very little about. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, um, are we allowed to call you out, Josh? You can call me out. In, in, in that you've um, you've. Uh, Taken inspiration from Liam's proposed oh, list for this episode. Oh, Liam, yeah. I took every single one of your songs <laughs> and put it in my list. Thanks, Liam. <laughs> well, actually, we have very similar because it was actually a very similar vein to what I was going to go by anyway. And with that, I actually grew, this is like an era I grew up the, like literally in high school. These were the albums that my friends and I were listening to. Of course, I was also listening to Mariah Carey and uh, Sierra and mm. Whitney Houston and everything else under the sun. But yeah, th- um, this was a huge movement. And so what we're talking about in this week's episode is 2000s pop punk. 
And what is pop punk that you might ask? Well, from my research and from my own experience, <laughs> uh, it's very very much a subgenre of what was already going on in the 90s. So yeah, it really did have punk. Uh, bands like Green Day were really, really huge in the 90s and things like that. And so when we were transitioning in the 2000s, uh, pop music was really, really starting to influence punk music, basically. Yes. Yes. And um, with that, uh, what was happening is that because a lot of um, soundtracks started to use uh, this kind of music for different like teenage movies or teenage rom-coms that kind of so those um, songs were becoming really popularised via film and actually record labels started um, wanting to adapt that sound so that's why Kelly Clarkson started going more rocky with her sound like with the Breakaway album and things like that uh, uh Ashley Simpson, Avril Lavigne. So it really was like this, you know, really big thing that was happening. And then, of course, Good Charlotte came on the scene and Green Day had a comeback, actually, with their, like, American yes. Idiot album. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. then, and then we really, really did transition out of that into, emo, into the emo pop, um, well, yeah, emo pop phase, which was, uh, when I'm, now, we're from Brisbane, and when we think of emo, we always think about kids sitting in the middle of Queen Street Mall outside Hungry Jack's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Brisbane. That is not what I think about when yeah. I think of emo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, think of kids sitting in Bakersfield, California in the middle of the dead hot summer wearing black trench coats and <laughs> beanies. And I'm like, yes. it's a semi-arid desert. It is hot. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sun protection, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> that's why their skin was still so uh, pale. Yes, yes, exactly. And also, and don't forget that um, uh, MySpace was a huge part of yes. the amplification. Ampl- Amplification, case, which yeah. is so weird to say now, but yeah, it really was a part of the amplification of mm. the emo movement. That's when you started doing like the selfie with the Canon digital camera and putting like a little love heart symbol in the corner <laughs> with your black eye makeup and your black lips and your emo fringe. We call it the emo fringe where it would like half cover your eye yeah. and things like that. Skaters and did that in the 80s. Exactly, yeah. So, but but it, yeah, like, you know, all those types of, it's really, that's why I'm, I'm really, really kind of intrigued to talk about this because it really is a product of what was already happening. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, a decade prior, which is really, really cool. So if this is the music that you really, really love or you really, really want to, uh, I guess, reminisce and uh, have some nostalgia about this particular era, then keep on listening. So what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. And we're back. Beautiful. All righty. Well, uh, I've uh, I've been assigned uh, to be the uh, mediator <laughs> for this episode, which is really really hilarious. So the first person we're going to talk to, why don't we get to know our uh, guest host? Uh, this evening yes, Zane's I'd like please don't pick uh, me please don't pick no, me no it's fine it's fine you have to do it at some point and that's true that's true well Zane now in the mid 2000s I'm not sure what you were doing <laughs> I, I was I was somewhere somewhere outside of high school yes um <laughs> 
doing things and, and like listening back to these songs really I, I did go very nostalgic because while I wasn't listening to these specific songs these are the songs that were around me at that sure. particular time in the conscious yeah yeah and I oh gosh my list is white um <laughs> It is. Isn't the whole genre though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, kind of. Um, it's just so like uh, different to what I would usually listen to. But there sure. are a couple songs on there that I really latched onto at the time sure. that I was happy mm. to get get in. Uh, get in on this list. Uh, <laughs> so they get in on it. Yeah, yeah I had to get, get in, in on it. it because I was not sure what pop punk was especially pop punk of the early 2000s so i had to to do a little bit of research and verify on the internet whether or not the artists that i have put on this list qualify yes well Um, i'm glad that you because sometimes liam didn't do that so i'm just like oh i say that with love we're sending love out to liam every single that's how i feel like he's in the room yeah yeah. who else am i going to throw shade at (laughs) for the next (laughs) so before i get into the songs that i think you'll agree with i'm going to go with the songs that are probably the most controversial ones that i put on my list uh first off is uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. Somebody once <laughs> told me the world is gonna roll me. Yeah. I ain't the toughest tool in the shed. I just said toughest shawl. <laughs> yeah, I, know, shawl. I heard you. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Interesting choice. So this is a meme and I was fully expecting it to be on your list on as a flop. Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> because it has not aged well. It hasn't aged well. Specifically no, because of... Nobody listens to it anymore? Shrek. Shrek. Oh, oh yeah, it was on Shrek. That's yeah. right. Um, so There's another Smash song Mouth, I associate with Shrek too, yeah. Yeah, Smash Mouth is very well known now for hating this song because oh. whenever they perform, people want to hear this song of just because of Shrek. Um, so it was actually released in 99, but uh, then it charted outside of the US in 2000 mm-hmm. of the and, and no and then oh. the film is 2001 and so it came Holy back in so it had a lot of wow. reiterations did Shrek come out in 2001 2001 was Shrek yeah. the Hold first up. one yes that oh, is wow. insane actually no that makes I was in grade 7 when it came out oh shut up sorry <laughs> <laughs> you and your grade 7 in 2001 but it was at the time nominated for a Grammy Award for best pop performance look well, at there that well there you go I look don't see that. why they're but was, was it in the, I think also Cisco's uh, the thong song was also nominated that year for best R&B performance <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, awards are awards an indication you know. of what was going on in the industry at the yeah. time <laughs> I'm sorry that's a hot mess thong song should never have been nominated I'm sorry. Um, But I will say since then, uh, because it did become a meme in like 2010 onwards, uh, it is one of the most streamed songs from 2017 to 2019. So it's, it's still like doing the rounds. Far out. I did not know. I have not even thought about that song for a very long time. Do they um, record the cover of I'm a Believer for that soundtrack as well? Is that them? That's right. Yep, they did. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a fun song, and it, it is one of my karaoke go-tos. So. Oh, absolutely! Oh, cute. We should. I, was, do that. I, I did imagine the vodka bottle when you like, first <laughs> <laughs> said that song. That's Walt Zane. We'll give you an applause. Zane's first ever. <laughs> can we just Zane's first ever contribution to our podcast <laughs> is All Star by Shrek. Smash yeah. Mouth Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. Well, Zane, let's get into your second one. Isn't this fun? Are you having fun already? <laughs> yeah, the second fun. one is also one that I wasn't sure would qualify as pop punk. Sure. Though several websites have assured me that okay. though they started out as hip hop and parody, they went into alternative rock and right. then they went into punk rock and pop punk. Right. Oh, There's some real research on this. Is mm. the Bloodhound Gang's Bad Touch. Oh, that's so funny. It's a funny song. <laughs> um, this, this, I'll let you know. I am, I am a forerunner of the pirates of today. Yes. This was, okay. this was the very first mp3 that i ever downloaded <gasps> that's actually a really cool story to tell yeah yes <laughs> did you I love download that. it on napster i think it was kazar oh, the- oh my god <laughs> you remember kazar i remember kazar if there was a camera in my face right now <laughs> i just had like an enlightenment just a flashback moment. yeah k-a-z-a-a yeah yeah oh my god that's like homestar runner era Remember Homestar yeah, yeah. Runner and Neopets? That's all <laughs> I'm thinking of right now. Okay, like, you um, lost me there. <laughs> any idea what my second second MP3 that I ever downloaded was? Uh, I Try by Macy Gray. What? Very close. <laughs> really? <laughs> now, um, and that would have I don't even know why I even thought of that. I must have listened to it I today. think I definitely downloaded that so, by Macy Gray. I'm a bit embarrassed to tell you what my first ever downloaded song was. Oh, what was it? What was I Believe in You and Me by Whitney Houston. Oh, my gosh. Of course Because I love was. The Preacher's Wife. That checks yeah. out. That checks out. I don't Oh, that's the song remember. I forgot to put on the last episode. Oh. oh, that's what was missing from my... Okay, sorry. No, well, I didn't... Okay, no worries. Anyway, keep going. Make a separate list. Yeah. Well, actually, that's another list. The ones that you've missed out so far. That is, yes, that's actually, that's a great that's episode. A great All right. Put it uh, in the spreadsheet. Okay. The second the spreadsheet. one I downloaded was Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Which version? Uh, Tammy Terrell. Uh, Tammy Terrell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. It's a great That's version. That's all right, yeah. 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 It's very good. Uh, yeah, so Bad Touch is, of course, a comedy song, and this is something that I found out about myself yes. today, is that I like a, 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 thi- a, a comedy song, okay. apparently. <laughs> so was your number one most downloaded song of 2004, like Tenacious D's Tribute or something like that? I did like Tribute yeah, at the yes. time. Uh, I did buy the single, but I don't think it was ever like like my go-to Your go-to, song. right. Um, Do you know what we're talking about, Asabi? I know who Tenacious D is. I've yeah, seen yeah. them in concert. Oh, ja- um, have you really? Yeah, of You course. always have really cool stories to yeah, tell. Yeah, because um, I thought they opened for the Food Fighters one year. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, I got to see them. So, um, of course, yeah. <laughs> this is from the album Hooray for Hooray. Boobies. Yes. Love um, that title. And <laughs> while it didn't do great in the US, it uh, was a major hit throughout Europe. It reached it number one in Belgium, Germany, <laughs> Ireland, Italy, Norway, Scotland, Spain, Sweden. Peaked at top ten in Austria. Uh, then it made wow. number one in Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Switzerland, and the UK. Jesus, what was happening in Europe? And then it made number five in Australia, number four in New Zealand, and number nine in Canada. Bloodhound Gang did have a moment here. They yeah. literally did, especially when Foxtrot uniform Charlie Ke- Kilo yeah, came out. That was out. a few years later. Later, yeah. I remember yeah. being in like grade 12, I think, when that song came out. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. But it didn't, didn't even break top 50 in the US. That song? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so funny. It didn't funny. make it onto the top 100. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> everybody's got to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, 
So is that two choices? That's, That's two. two. All right, well, Zane, what is your third one? Please let third us know. Third is the other song on this list that I latched onto when it was released and listened to it like on repeat forever and ever. It was Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Oh. I love that song. I always think of um The Holiday. With Cameron Diaz because yeah, she like gets yeah. drunk and um like starts screaming the lyrics to the song. Oh really? Yeah, because it was like her breakup kind of like moment. Yeah, good. That's a great song. That is yeah. a very good. Musically, song. it's a great song as well. Um, Brandon Flowers is very talented. Mm. Well, it was one of the first songs that they ever wrote together. All right. Yeah. All right. So because it was released on their first album. Yes. Um, and it was their debut single. But yeah, it was one of the first songs written for that album by Flowers and Koenig. Koenig is. Dave. Not, uh, his, not, his first name's Dave. Right, so not Lee, <laughs> not, not Lee Kernigan. But no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave. There was another song that I loved of theirs as well, that one, I'm Somebody Told Me That You Had a Boyfriend It Looked oh, Like yeah. a Girl. Because yeah, yeah, I was on the OC soundtrack. That's why I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, the OC. <laughs> Never uh, watched the OC. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it hasn't aged well, that TV no, show, no, I have no, to say. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> um, so this actually had a fi- uh, film clip a music video uh, based on Milan Rouge when, oh. when they re-released it. Oh. So, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I, was, I just thought because of all the Moulin Rouge talk in the last couple of episodes. We have so. talked yes. a lot about, I think Moulin Rouge and Diane Warren are the two yes. top topics of our <laughs> podcast. Yes, and we do need to do a Diane Warren podcast. Yes, I think that would be amazing. Uh, um, I remember um, when uh, Mr. Brightside came out, my drama teacher in high school was obsessed with the song. Yeah. And we hadn't like, cause who would have thought that back then a class lesson was only 45 minutes or whatever. <laughs> and that was like the long one um, he, he, he literally we didn't do anything else in the class we just played Mr. Bright so I don't repeat the entire time it's a good class yeah it's a good I had a good, yeah. really good drama teacher actually. <laughs> amazing but uh, so this was in the UK it is the top 15 in the top 15 most downloaded rock tracks ever oh, I believe it yeah absolutely um, and from when it was released uh, in 2004 to 2010 it was the most listened to track on last FM uh Played over 7.66 million times. Oh That's incredible. Goodness. Far out. Last FM one of the huge radio companies yes, in the yeah. States, right? Yeah. yeah. S- some of like Kiss FM and yeah. iHeartRadio and all that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, Absolute Radio, XFM uh, and Last FM. My goodness. Basically pooled their, their, um, their, their data to figure out who was the most popular. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That is actually really, really incredible. Yep. So that's song number three. Ooh. Now I'm getting into the... The legitimate ones that no one's going to argue with. Isn't isn't it fun just talking to the microphone for ages <laughs> and ages about music? I am not going to argue with any of these. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, so then we have the anthem, which is from Good Charlotte. Joel so, and Benji Madden. Yep, so this was 2003 um, from The Young and the Hopeless. I had that album. Cool. <laughs> no, I, I had that album on my disc bin. I, I, you have you, a disc bin? Do, yes. <laughs> do you not know the anthem? No. Well, it's interesting because the song was actually written for a film project. Right. But then it didn't end up getting used in that film project. But it's since become one of the most used film, one most used tracks on like teenage movie films. Oh, I believe it. Um, Right. Because it was featured in the year that it was released on the Madden 03 soundtrack. American Wedding, Dumb and Dumberer, When Harry Met Floyd, uh, Just Married and Nickelodeon and Smallville. 
I remember on Just wow. Married, actually. So oh, the only Brittany one of those Murphy. that I've ever watched was American Wedding, and I definitely don't remember it from that. Well, it was also heard on The Pacifier and American Pie Presents Band Camp, Never but that was that. later on <laughs> yeah. that year. Well, what a great residual check they would have gotten that <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, I think Joel Madden has been a voice. He was a voice... Um, Oh, sorry, a coach on The Voice here yes, in Australia for yes, a few years as well. Yes. And also, he's married to Nicole Ritchie. And I'm pretty sure Benji That's Madden right. was dating Hilary Duff for a minute in the mid-2000s as well. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that gorse, that gossip. Very good. <laughs> good to know. So the, the, what, the reason they wrote it was it was meant to be a loser anthem. So an anthem for losers. Like, which teen, is like Teenage Dirtbag, the new Teenage Dirtbag. It's literally like sure. the essence of most, what I found is most pop punk is like the misfits yes. having a voice. Yes, um, definitely. Which is what, what it became. So, yeah. Oh, oh very cool. Um, that, that's four choices. That's four. That's four. Oh, that's four, isn't it? I have yeah. one more. One okay. More oh, I just, I just remember, um, the anthem was so huge. Now, what movie was it meant to be? They didn't actually say right i'm okay. not sure if the movie got cancelled and therefore it wasn't on it yeah or whether it was made without that song right, it was probably okay. for the sequel to the bodyguard that's Ew. my <laughs> <laughs> yes i thought the plane crash no anyway. oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding oh my goodness i'm kidding okay uh so my final one is Woo-hoo. motivation uh by some 41 Some 41. Some 41. I've heard Huge of that band. band. Huge band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, released in 2002 oh, on so the album good. All Killer, No Filler. Love it. Um, I That's what I call my set list in my gigs, actually. <laughs> All Killer, No Filler. I <laughs> nice. swear I've heard a drag queen say the same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't the most popular song on that album but it's the one that I like the most yes. Absolutely. Um, because Fat Lip was also on that album and that was the most popular one it was mm. also the first one released also Into Deep um, which I actually didn't know I didn't know that one but Motivation is my pick from that album right. um, and again it's, it's the one that I didn't know that I knew until I listened to it and was singing along so sure, yeah. which is always a good cue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just along here, oh, that's right. Because <laughs> you do not know how many songs, how many early two thousands pop punk songs, pop punk songs I've listened to today. It's a lot. Oh. You've, you've, you've immersed yourself in the tapestry of, yes. uh, yeah. of yes. pop punk music. And as a, but as, um, you brought up the point again, because I think I brought it up at the beginning about how a lot of these songs are used in, in a lot of rom-com teenage yeah. Yeah. soundtracks because it's the sound of the time and, mm. you know, the pro, like the skateboarding, you know, kids sort of thing and listen to this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's really, so Zane, they're really, really like solid choices. Can we give Zane a round of applause? Yes. I think so. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well because Zane done. is is known for his fervor in the genre of <laughs> pop punk music. I can't yes. believe you got me on for the one after musicals. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> There's a conspiracy there somewhere. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I am thrilled. I can't wait to bang out to the bang out to rock out to these bangers. <laughs> I will say. I'm to bang out to these rockers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to have a short break, and after that, we're going to hear what Asabi's choices are. Hello, my name is Serena. I have just started a new podcast called Love Stranger. It's all about interactions with strangers, uh, random passings, ways that people have affected people 
uh, drastically. We talk about everything from guardian angels to people who were just really, really kind to people who were just absolutely kind of nuts. Um, it's a great time. Uh, you get to hear some really beautiful stories, some really heartwarming ones, some really what the fuck ones. So please join me then. Uh, they'll be releasing every Friday. And I hope to see you then, except I won't see you because it's a podcast. It's a podcast. podcast. (laughs) That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Okay, so we're back with more shuffology. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. And I want to know what's on Asabi's list because I don't know, I I was I felt very supported. I got a lot of a lot of support from my That's what you get when you are on this panel. We support people. people. I still I have a lot, maybe a lot of self judgment. <laughs> my contribution. We can, uh, we can unpack self deprecation <laughs> later, <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see what what the what the audience has to say yeah. about uh, my 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 choices. choices. Well, I'm also interested about your flop later too. Now that you've had these yeah. solid choices, so. did you choose a flop? I, I did. Ho- I did okay. choose a flop. Right. I didn't have any. Uh, Honorable mentions, right? Um, that's all right. Because that's all right. most of the ones that I wanted were already on other Some people's lists, yes, of course. Yes, um, yes. But Asabi, yes. What 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 are we well, what are you going to give us? I'm just going to say, like you, I had no idea what 2000s pop punk punk pop whatever no idea what this was i and i and i can honestly say i have no idea what i was doing in the early 2000s but i was definitely not listening to any of this i was not watching teenage films i was not interacting with teenagers i did not care about teenagers. have you since Started no. caring about teenagers, <laughs> the most important demographic on the planet. Is Are they? They <laughs> <laughs> think so. I, I will honestly say I do not interact with children much. <laughs> they, they're not part of my daily life, especially right now. Yeah, I don't. I can't speak TikTok. I've tried. Yeah, I'm no, bad at I'm it. just like whatever. Um, and so, like you, Zane, when I was looking up, I, I thought I had an idea in my head of what this genre was, and and on the list that I looked at I couldn't find any of the songs that I'd listened to but lovely Liam sort of set me straight and he said no 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 that is that's that's on that's part of the genre you did get his blessing yes Yes, I did so I was like oh cool so then I changed up so I'm gonna start with uh, a couple of songs are from the same band They're actually on the same album yes (laughs) and uh, the only reason this is this was an album that was given to me by some friends so you know when you used to go over to people's homes and they'd be like oh give me your iPod and they'd just throw a bunch of stuff on it so he threw about a thousand oh, I remember, songs. I remember illegally sharing music right? with friends. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yeah. And so I remember when I got home and I was like, oh, let's see what he gave me. And I was like, Fallout Boy. Who the hell is Fallout Boy? What is this? But <laughs> he gave me he gave me a couple, like maybe three or four of their albums. I don't know. Um, and one of them was I can't know if I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Foie a deux. Oh yeah, that's their third album. Yeah, fourth, I'm talking. fourth it's album. Their fourth sorry, album, yeah. which actually means a madness shared by two in French. And so there were two songs on that album that I just kind of fell in love with. They were the songs that you know, and they were back to back. So maybe it was just because <laughs> I liked the one and then accidentally heard the other one. I was like, oh, this one's good too. And um, so the first one is I don't care. 
Oh, okay. I love, love that song. That yes. Song. Oh my God, so good. It's high energy. I love the lyrics. It has you know really good wordplay. Like you know the best of us can find happiness and misery. It's to me, it's a song that sort of talks about the superficiality of mm-hmm. relationships. Yep. Like when when you've made it, quote unquote, and you have all of these people that just want to be around you, and it's like. I don't care what you think as long as it's about me. Yeah. Right. So I I really love that song. I'll get this, to that point someday. Well, eventually, <laughs> eventually, you know. Um, I think it's singable. I think it's so. I've created this scale of singability. I gave it an eight on the scale right. of singability okay. out of ten. Sings. Yes, on the yeah. Asabi scale. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. On the Asabi scale, I like that. <laughs> so it has an eight. Um, this song, it did all right in the U.S. I mean, it hit number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100. It wasn't their highest charting song. It wasn't right. their highest charting. No, no, no. Um, and But it was considered number 68 on Rolling Stone's Best Songs of 2008. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2008 when it came. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it came out in 2008. Um, the second song, which is the song that comes on right after it is called she's my winona (laughs) not much information i don't even think this song charted (laughs) i think it was released as a single no (laughs) no it was just released on the album and i honestly believe that just because it was right after i don't care and i don't care was one of those songs that i had on repeat and every now and again if i was driving i'm like oh no And I was like, oh, well, this song isn't so bad. Yeah. And I think, um, sorry, Asabi. Um, I think with that album and that song, I think they wanted I Don't Care to do so much better than what it did. But I think because the album before with Infinity on High was so successful, like it was huge, that album for them. I think they were, we've talked about this before, like they were kind of like damned if they do, damned if they don't, whatever the next single was going to be, just because like, sometimes the predecessor just doesn't do very well <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, I don't really, like when I listen to this song, it, so it's a little bit softer. It's not, it, it's still a bit high energy, but I find it a bit endearing. It's almost like, to me, it almost sounds, and I could be completely wrong, kind of like a swan song. Almost sounds like, you know, like they're, they're, they're looking back on what they've done and sure. they're kind of saying, well, you know, we've had a good run and this is it. And um, again, witty lyrics, you know, like life's just a pace car on death, <laughs> only less innocent, you know. I love that. Um, yeah, I love it. And the only thing suicidal here is the door, <laughs> you know. So I, I just. They had very clever lyrics. They actually. did. Yeah. They did have clever lyrics. And um, I loved, I, I just love the sound of their music as well. Uh, it's kind of, I think of this, at least the songs that I've listened to in this genre, I think of them as a sort of cross between grunge and emo sure yeah so because i was never really into punk music that i know of um (laughs) (laughs) i could be wrong i don't know um so those are my first couple of songs i really enjoyed those um my did that one score on your on the asabi scale it did actually my winona got a nine oh yeah that one is super singable how high up does it go is it is 10 10, the max 10 what is a 10 for asabi uh, Rock Steady by Aretha Franklin. Okay. That's right. a 10. And what's a one? God, a one would probably Yummy be... Yummy Justin Bieber. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's a zero. <laughs> okay. okay. So scale. does a singable song have to be both good and singable? It does. Okay. Yes, yes. It right. has to be good and singable. And sometimes a song is not singable, but it's still good. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, Born Slippy, which we talked about in our movie soundtrack. Love that song. Can't sing a word of it. <laughs> Can't sing it at all. But I love, love, love that song. So it would get a one okay. on the singability scale. Sure. Yeah. Even though it's a fantastic song. So the Love singability it. scale really assumes that it's already a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be a good song. Like it's got to be know. worth a Sabi's time, I oh, think. Is exactly, that. yeah. <laughs> if I don't want to listen to it. Then, <laughs> then you're certainly even. not going to sing it, girl. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, my next song, and I've, I could see that people, uh, this is just a cop-out because it would be... As you were saying, you know, when punk pop became popular because studios wanted to produce more of that sound, this would be kind of like, oh, they're selling out because this artist. But I, I liked this artist. I actually have this album, um, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can ever accuse Avril Lavigne of selling out because I don't think she was ever ever not like part of the studio process, right? Uh, exactly. She's very talented. Yes, yes. But yeah. I think, like, with because this album let go, it was huge when I was in high. I was in yes. grade eight. Yes. I was in grade yeah. eight. Uh, I had posters of, of Avril Lavigne on my locker. Like, oh, this is so tragic to even talk about. But, like, <laughs> but um, no. the whole thing is that they wanted to market her as the anti-Britney. That was the whole yeah. thing behind her package. Right, okay. So even though she was doing these punky sort of sound music sure. it wasn't it, it, and it wasn't true to actually who she was as a person yes. that it was, they were just able to sell it on the fact that she's not Britney Spears this yeah. is like and the, they made her look like this sort of punky skater yeah, kind sing, of single it with the tie was yeah. her look with like long yes. baggy pants yes and, exactly, yeah. exactly and they just needed someone on the other end of the spectrum to get the Britney right. listeners and the not Britney that's listeners. right and, and I think they did that so I was actually not necessarily hired, but I was actually <laughs> asked to be a chaperone to two young girls at the time at an Avril Lavigne concert. <laughs> yeah, so they they paid for my ticket. We were right down in the front, like got to shake her hand and all that stuff and whatever. Aww. I don't remember how old I was. I was mid to late twenties, but all the teenagers there thought I was like eighteen. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, they, and the and the girls that I was with, they were like, "Oh, she's our older sister. She's adopted." And they were like, "Your sister's so cool." And I was like, <laughs> "Children." Um, <laughs> but uh, I I loved this song. I used to sing this song all the time. So how was I, the concert? How was she live? She was good. Yeah. And. I want to say I think Good Charlotte actually opened for her. That's insane. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I don't know because, like I said, it was it really wasn't my Same. music. Yeah. yeah, and and I feel that I was uh, I was probably ten years older than everybody that was truly enjoying that concert. So it was completely outside my purview, but it was good. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. The girls had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I only knew like. I think oh uh, that was why I bought the album. I bought the album because I knew I was going to that concert. All right. I see. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't go to a concert and not know the music. That's just wrong. <laughs> and that's how I I came to know that song complicated. Oh, such a good song. It is. Chill out, watch you yell if I That's like, right. Oh and goodness. and this was her debut album. Yes. As yeah. well, let yeah. go. Um now this song hit number one in Australia, New Zealand, Mexico. It hit number one on the Billboard Hot One Hundred or sorry, number two on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. And it hit number one on the adult top forty <laughs> for sixteen consecutive weeks. That's crazy. So 
my people. We liked it. <laughs> they like to we, get down to Avril. That's <laughs> right. We liked complicated. Because <laughs> she's like, uh-huh, life's like this. She was rapping. Yes, that's why. She was. She was. And we were like, yes, sitting in our offices. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. So I actually gave this one about an eight slash nine only because when I was re-listening to it, I realized, oh my God, there's so much you can harmonize to yes, on this. And absolutely. So, yeah, so I was like, uh, so initially I was like, oh, it's an eight, but yeah, it's a nine. It's a nine. It's a good song. It's lovely. Um, my next song, now <clears throat> getting into boys, or what I call boys, like when I think of these bands, I think of dirty, yucky, sweaty, <laughs> smelly. Punk boys. Yeah, the yeah. ones that like, <gasps> and they rub up against you at festivals and you're like, get off me. I don't want to dance with you. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. These two bands, these next two bands, remind me of that. Oh my gosh. So Green Day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? And that's only because Green Day was around when I was like going to uni and doing that sort of, I think they were, I think they were around in the mid nineties. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they were definitely around. So yeah, it was kind of like, Ooh, Green Day. Yuck. Um, <laughs> I want to be the minority. I'm yeah, that, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, ugh, middle, yeah, just, middle class rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, so American Idiot yeah. was kind of not that I listened to the whole album because it was Green Day, yeah. but I, I remember hearing that song for the first time and I was like, oh, this song is great. Who is this? And it was Green Day, and I was shocked because I just shocked. Shocked. Oh my. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> loved it. Loved it. I mean, and they it's were NorCal boys as well. So, you know, their yeah. name would have been floating around uni like, ugh, NorCal, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, SoCal. Yeah. Can I say? Um, sold six million copies. Yes, it was a huge yeah, album. It was huge. Very, very big, as you guys know, because I mean, this is kind of your thingy. But, you know, I, I loved the angstiness of it, and it, it felt very real, unlike to me unlike their previous attempts at music. At, at wokeism, actually, to be quite <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. They, before woke, was, that, that word wasn't really it around. It wasn't around, yeah. But with American Idiot, it was their, actually at their attempt at an, a rock opera. They yes, wrote it, yes, it, it is. You know, it, it, is it is very a, theatrical. Yep. And so when the stage show came out, I think that's why it worked so well in, in, in its own realm, because it's like, well, they wrote it in... Because when you think about what's happening at the time with like you know George Bush and all that mm. and, and that yep. whole administration, mm-hmm. um, it really was like a really um, like the cry of, the ge- of that particular generation's protest album in a way. Like it really, really, yes. it really, really served a great purpose. Yes. And even though we only like, it's really, really interesting because we're in Australia, so we didn't have any like social media was not a thing when I was in high school except right. for MySpace. So what trickled into Australia and how we perceived it was, oh wow, like America really needs help. That's <laughs> that's how we. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've felt that way my whole life. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you know, it, it, you're right. It was written as a rock opera. That was that was the whole point of writing this album. It was their seventh album, and it did become a stage musical. I mean, I'm sure Panic Productions put it on last year, and I think most of yeah. us saw it. Um, it hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Sorry, behind Fifty Cent's Candy Shop. 
Oh, that's such a dichotomy that I kind of gag for. Uh, right? Yes, because I would have loved because I would have loved both those songs like mm-hmm. the same. And so I would have been like, you know, getting down, like, take it to the candy shop. Yep. I walk this lonely road <laughs> on the boulevard oh God. of broken That days. number one exactly. and number two is my entire high school years. Right? That, well, oh. I just think of the, the difference, <laughs> yes. right? I'm just like, wow. Is that 2004, 2004? Uh, 2003. Three, right. 2003, yeah. yeah. So, and then, wait, 2003? Yes, 2003. Hmm. It was overall for Australia because yeah. we got releases later back then. Yes. Now, it was in, I don't know if this is correct, but it was chosen as the number 65 out of 100 songs of the decade by oh. Rolling Stone. I believe it. Yeah. And I gave this song, I gave it a nine for singability. Like, it's a beautiful it's melody. Just, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's easy to sing to. It, it resonates with being lonely i think what i read was that it's supposed to symbol symbolize the the um hangover that you have after a party or after a big night out and it's just kind of hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com it's that song but it it really is it's just a lovely lovely song great choice so, Asabi. Great yeah choice. i love that so one. is that that's four that's four all right, well, all what's right. The last my one? last one another sweaty nasty boy <laughs> um, <laughs> blink 182's oh. all the small things oh you gotta applause for that one <laughs> absolutely. absolutely now i will say when it comes to male voices the one and I apologize to musical theater people everywhere. <laughs> I cannot stand the really high tenor male voice. I'm right here. <laughs> I <laughs> no, I deserve. I apologize. <laughs> I had a disclaimer. Oh, that's so um, funny. But you know, like Book of Mormon, which I have not seen. Don't crucify me. I probably never will. But I've seen, you know, video clips and just listening to it makes me want to vomit. Um, and I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> when I hear Blink-182, that's kind of what the same I, I'm just like, <laughs> But I really liked this song all the, because I used to say, Alma, small things, you know, yeah. like that yeah. was yeah. kind of how I, yeah. And uh, on the singability scale, it's a three. <laughs> so it's not a one. It's not a one. It is a three. Um, I love like again these 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 bands were quite witty, you know, like the the name of Enema of the State instead yeah. of Enemy of the State, you yes. know, Enema of the State, shove uh, yes. it right up, you know what I mean? Poop humor, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, um, wordplay. That's the album it's from, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, the album that's it's with, from. Has the nurse with the glove? Yeah, the exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know, playing on every stupid little male whatever stereotypey thing, like. Hot, sexy nurse. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> annoying. You know what I mean? Like yes. they're like that annoying little brother. Um, <laughs> that, that, um, yeah, you, you've, um, you use the family computer after them and you go through the search history and they've been looking at porn the entire yes. time. You're like, oh, right? yeah, now it's exactly. going to look like I was looking at porn. Yep. I had that little brother and I'm pretty sure he loved this song as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's very punky. It's yep. got that whiny tenor voice. It's got the, you know, the punchy rhythmic lyrics. They're simple lyrics. They are simple um, lyrics. But it is, it's joyful. It is a joyful song and, and I'm pretty sure that at some point I was in a mosh pit to this song oh, absolutely. <laughs> somewhere. I hope so. Um, yeah, I have no idea. It was a worldwide hit. You know, it yeah, was number one on the Billboard Modern Rocks, number two in the UK, number six on the Billboard 100. It was a crossover hit, hence that's how I heard it. Yes. Um, again, singability number three. <laughs> but it, you know... Hats off to Blink-182 because they were having a great time. And they we were. could all see they were having a great time. And I, I actually uh, always, like, the pre-chorus is always my favorite. When I'm saying it ain't so, I will, I will not, not go, go, turn the lights on, on carry me. That's earworm, like, at its yeah, best, in exactly, my opinion. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's a fun song. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So those are my, those are my picks. Nice. Well, that's really good. We had to fight over a couple of those. So yeah, um, we did. <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. But I made my list first. Thank you. You sure did. Yeah. And I made my list last. That's why my choices are all Liam's. You Thank you again, <laughs> Liam. That's what I was about to say, you stole yours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm surprised you didn't just steal Liam's. <laughs> oh, I would if I'd recognized any of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, because I think uh, there was a Fallout Boy one on there as well. Oh yeah, look, yeah. it's definitely my problem that I didn't recognize <laughs> Liam's picks. Uh, but we will we'll take a short break now and come back with some of those. Yes, after the break. And we're back. Welcome to Shuffology. My name is Asabi, and I'm sitting here with Josh and our mm. special guest, Zane Weber. That's me. Yes. <laughs> Today we are talking about 2000s pop punk songs. Love it. A genre that I had nothing, knew nothing about, <laughs> but the boys were slightly familiar. So we've heard my picks. We've heard Zane's picks. We are now... About to hear Josh's. We're about picks. to go to school. Uh, That's right. The, the expert on pop punk music. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. yes. Um, I think I said this in the intro, but I think you know I th part of the movement is also their commentary on their social and cultural commentary. Yes. And we were talked about how Fallout Boy had such clever lyrics, and mm. I and I totally agree with that. And I've got a Fallout Boy um, choice in my in my choices choice in my choices um, but I wanted to like I'm, I try to like do it in a chronological order this time because oh, no. I and the reason why <laughs> just because I, I, I wanted to um, uh, uh, I guess paint the journey of like going from pop punk into emo pop that's all that's why I've done it in like yeah chronological order so at the end so at the beginning of the 2000s 2001 there was a great song called uh, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World, now they actually self-funded this album project because they were signed to a big label. They got dropped because their, their their previous album only sold like 10,000 copies. Oh, So the label wow. just like, oh, well, you're not, you're not a great financial risk anymore. Uh, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. Sort of thing. And so they basically, from all the touring that they had done previously, they put all their money together to record this particular album. And this particular song, The Middle, is, is, talks about how you're on a high. Yeah. And yeah. then you get dropped from something, and then you and then you and then you get low, and then you come back, you know, 
but you're still just sitting like you're plateauing. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. do you get back up to that um, peak that you first sure. first had because of all the success they had prior to their flop album sort of thing? And so this song was actually recorded in 1999, um, and then it kind of like peaked to, to the because then they, um, the song um, was enough for them to get like uh, label. Um, attention again mm. and so it became big again because the label f- decided to push this particular song which is a, a classic case of <laughs> they, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they solved their own problem yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so, but, but they uh, but the, uh, another label signed them so capital oh, had right. dropped them and then i think yeah. they signed to another huge like label EMI or something, something like that yeah, yeah. i you know what i find amazing is you said that they they only sold 10,000 albums and then they took the money from their touring i'm like how did they have any money well that, usually well, the labels like will front you and yeah. then if you don't make anything, then they take it all back. Look, who knows what other business deals are going on the side. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't their business manager at the time. But um, also, I, this song was a Guitar Hero song as well. Oh. So, um, and a good, uh, World Tour. So that's when you had, could do the full bands, like, yes. like three guitars and drum sure, kit and sure. everything yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. Um, so it kind of got another life again uh, because of because Guitar Hero back in the mid to late 2000s was, which was a huge yeah. console to play. Mm. Um, also, I kind of like imagine myself skateboarding when I <laughs> when I hear this song. Like, that would with, be a cool With game. a backpack, wearing some Vans uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of thing. Wow. With like my uh, shorts that go to my knees with my wallet chain. Yes. Uh, uh, with my, yes. yeah, my billabong wallet chain to my shorts Paint the picture sort of thing like I shopped at City Beach sort of yeah. thing <laughs> like, uh, and uh, you know what I walked past City Beach the other day and every time I do I go how are they still in business because surf brand culture is not in anymore like because oh. back in the day this is all around Quicksilver Billabong yeah. back yeah, in the day true, true, true. Uh, Rip Curl all that kind of stuff but apparently um, they uh, and also skate shoes like that's not even in anymore like Globes and Etnies and DC Shoe Co USA all I that kind of stuff I don't even understand this language mate that was well, I, I remember applying for a job at City Beach when I was like 14 years old but they only hired like fair skinned people back then <laughs> and 14 why would you work at four? anyway that's oh, all well, 14 and 9 months you're allowed to work in, in in oh. Australia, yeah. See, and we call I that started, child labor. Yeah, and I started at fourteen and seven months. So. Mm, wow, <laughs> definite child labor. So really, so really, really, and um, a lot of this, and what's really, really interesting, because we actually said this off the air before we started, where a lot of like, because Good Charlotte and all that came out after, and they are definitely influenced by bands like Jimmy Eat World, right. yeah. um, The Offspring, Green Day, because that's what I think. Because a lot of people go, oh, the music always sounds the same. Well, yeah, it does, because they do do that one six, one five, six four sort of progression yes, with yes, every yes. single song, yep. and it relies on just like really innovating a new guitar rift that goes with it kind of thing to make the song different. Yep. It's easy to harmonize. They're always a one, three, five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's in, true. In every single song, basically. And I think that's why it works because it's accessible. Mm. So yes, as if you're a musician, you're like, this is boring the hell out of me. Um, but the regular Joe Blow who just wants to listen to a cool song, they're going to yeah. love it, you know? Yeah. Just, just want something to yell along with. Exactly. That's right. And or if, Pogo too. And I've definitely screamed along to this song many times. Right. <laughs> 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 Which is cool. So that's my first choice. Nice. And what's your second? My second. So I'm moving a couple of years later and uh, similar to Zane, uh, I've chosen a song from the same album. So this this album, the album was called The Chronicles of Life and Death. And the, uh, is it? No, hold on. Yeah, yeah, it is. But the song, um, it was this was a really big song um, in Australia. It was called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh, so you go, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. They're always complaining, always complaining. Um, so, oh, sorry, this, uh, this one's from the album, The, the Young and yeah, the Hopeless. The hopeless. Sorry, sorry say, about that. Oh, it's like The Young and the Restless. Yeah. But the... Rum, and, rum, uh, rum, rum. 
<laughs> no, no, no more drama by Mary J. Blige. Yes, the thank you. Right? <laughs> Which we'll do. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about that song. That's, yeah. it's in my I was bank. so hesitant to correct you on that. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't think no, no, no. my song I, um, was from that album. <laughs> no, no, uh, my, my notes were deceiving me. I'm also getting old. Um, right? <laughs> and the basic concept of the song was just like that self-entitlement of rich people, sort of the, the, a lot of this music actually did, that was about taking down the man sort of thing, yes. like uh, tearing down the, 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 the system, yep. you know, sort of yep. thing, even though they were earning lots of money themselves, like all that. But I think when they weren't earning money, that like the themes of- I mean, the lyrics in there, it's really like, hey, you're advocating for these causes, but what are you actually yeah, giving exactly. to these causes? Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and, and also like, this is when like, the, there was get, uh, the fame was becoming this global obsession, because uh, this is pre-Kardashian. Yes. Um, even like oh, yeah. you had to world. do something yeah. to get what famous. I know, um, and because <laughs> yeah. really, like um, in the mid two thousands, like when, especially from maybe like two thousand, sorry, two thousand and five, two thousand and four onwards, mm. that's when blog blog culture was really starting to take right. off. Your Perez Hiltons dot com, yep. Paris Hilton was like the it girl at the time. Yes, I remember. And Lin- Lindsay Lohan <laughs> and um, Britney Spears. I can remember that famous photo of all three yes. of them in the car because um, you know, we were starting to become obsessed. So these socialites who had no talent like Paris Hilton mm-hmm. were becoming famous for no reason well she had some yeah. talent it was filmed yeah um, one <laughs> night calling that talent yeah mm-hmm. well if you can if have you've it, seen what I've seen and if, yeah well if she came if she came up with a title herself called One Night in Paris I'll give her every bit of my money because that's yeah, the best that is the title. best title that is the best <laughs> for title. any type of production yes but <laughs> we should write a musical yes well yeah and um, so with that it was so this is pre that so this is when like reality TV was only just starting to yeah. like emerge with like the Osbournes and um, uh, newlyweds with Je- Jessica Simpson and oh, Nicholas yeah, Shea because yes, it was still terrible. a new genre like it, it wasn't yeah. a huge thing like it is now where everyone can have a reality like there's channels dedicated to reality TV you yeah. know yes. uh, so I really, really and also I like the um, it's really really simple but they do like a simple ah, and I find that just so enthralling because <laughs> it's just so simple <laughs> with their harmonising and things yes. like that yes um, my next choice uh, is now I was in high school when this um, band came out, and, and actually in high school I was definitely listening to R and like don't get me wrong I was an R and B pop like I was listening to my Mary J Blige's Christina Beyonce Mariah all that kind of stuff, but my friends weren't so right. I had actually t- taught myself basically to listen to other music because of wanting to fit in. Sure. So sure. that's why I actually know probably a little bit more than I should <laughs> about 2000s pop punk and all that because I just wanted to fit in with all the rest of my friends because I was like one of the only coloured people in my grade kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. and so I really so with um this band Panic at the Disco oh, um, yes. this was all the rise of MySpace. So MySpace mm. were actually making all these real underground bands giving them this platform yes. um, just like a Fall Out Boy just like um, oh, what's the other big band that was on MySpace? Um Oh, like Tegan and Sarah's, like although they were really having this like a um, a moment, yeah, a moment. Yeah. Um, because back in the day when people would go on your My MySpace, a song would play straight away that you chose yes. to have on your profile. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, now you had to learn how to read HTML. This is that's how ancient <laughs> MySpace was back in the day. Encouraging kids to code, exactly. Yes. And that's the only reason why I knew how to code was because of MySpace. Oh well, I learned to code at uni, but um, it came in handy when MySpace came around. Yeah, absolutely. And also, big artists like Lily Allen had like were yes. getting big. Katy Perry. Perry yep. was getting big on MySpace, things like that. So 
it was all a part of that movement and back then I was listening to like Parkway Drive just because I wanted to fit in or Under Oath and As I Lay Dying they all sound like emo bands right like, <laughs> bands I've never of heard of but, yes, um, and Asabi and I are just here nodding not yes. smiling yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, so anyone Josh. that's around my age bracket whoever was in high school in the mid 2000s you know exactly what I'm talking about and anyway this song um, I, write, I Write Sins Not Tragedy was a bop for the kids right um, so the beginning has like this cello harp thing boom 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 and then it comes in with a three part harmony straight away on the verse oh well imagine this is the one that goes I chime in with haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door now. oh yeah, yeah that's, and, I do um, remember this song and I actually found great I thought he was just a great singer too I was like oh this guy yeah. can and that was what, what was really surprising when I delved into this genre of music <laughs> was that these lead singers could really sing they that, could like, sing that were, yes. like there was a reason why they were the Lead, you know, yep. kind of thing, yep. and so I was like, "Oh, this like Brendan, this guy can sing." Same with Patrick Stump from um, Fall Out Boy. Yeah, he can really sing. I was Beautiful. like, "Beautiful," you know, these mm. um, t- like these pop tenor rock like punk singers were like yeah. killing it, you know. Mm. And so when I heard this, I remember um, I think I, heard, I definitely heard it on MySpace first. I think my friend had it on her profile, and after and I literally got on her profile was what's this song? And I just and I waited and I listened to the whole thing. I went. And then I went on their MySpace, became their MySpace friend, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And they were definitely a part of like the whole pop punk, like, well, sorry, the emo movement coming to coming to the forefront um, because they definitely identify as an emo band now. absolutely yes. and the, the theatricality that they had like Brendan Neary was very very um, pa- the pageantry he was all yep. into like dressing up as a ringleader or like yes. having like those um, May West oh, not, yeah May West kind of like looking suit like um, top hat and everything mm. like yep. that really really um, just uh was all about the imagery as well, yeah. um, which was really which served great for MySpace because then people would take snapshots and then put that as their um, banners, or, and yeah. banners and all that. Yep. So it's all so it really was a part of that digital. Like the digital age was really starting to like have its moment. Yes. You know, MP3 was really a thing then. Like yeah. you know, this is pre iP like we had iPods, but they weren't like the market leader in how we listen to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yet. that's right. I remember still having a Sony MP3 player. It was a circle and it fit in the palm of my hand. Yes, and I remember. Yeah, those. and um, yeah. I would and dragging and dropping music over like yes. these I haven't I can't remember the last time I dragged and dropped anything it, I mean it's my favourite dance move don't get me wrong right. the drag and drop Hanny <laughs> but um yeah but just with um the way that we were um consuming music had started to change yeah you know so I, and I think like so this 2000s pop punk movement I think is a part of that um whole yeah. coming of age like or coming of digital age thing I think what I find amazing is that you actually use MySpace for what it was meant to be Yes. Because we used MySpace more like Facebook. Yes. <laughs> so I, the songs that I remember putting on, it was definitely not new music. It was just music that I loved. You know? yes. So that's what I would have playing on my MySpace page as opposed to listen to this new track. So, yeah, and, yeah. And, and also in, in regards to my education on music mm. this opened my eyes to a whole different world it was exactly. similar to when um, I, de- I decided to accept EDM into my life mm. because I was so limited in my views of music back when I was 14 you know, how much music knowledge do you have at 14, 15 yeah. and so at 19 and then all of a sudden like you know in 2009 like that's when we started getting like real EDM again and like yeah. 2010, 2011 then it, it's similar, similar, yes. similar thing where like you know music and in, in what's going on in radio really changes Yep. and it goes with the times and that kind of stuff so that so that song really represents a lot which leads well into my next song well, just before you move Sorry. on I just think it's really interesting that like social media had a big part in that song to start with because now this is one of the songs that is being resurrected by TikTok 
Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah, like it, it's really? it's come back, and the kids are now listening to this song and songs like it, like sure. that have <laughs> been resurrected from times yeah. long past. <laughs> yes. Times have changed. <laughs> now, what what year did this song come out? I write the sins, not tragedy. Uh, two thousand six, I 2006. believe. Two thousand six. So it's almost a generation. Mm. It is almost a generation. Truly. Well, I'm mm. start like I just turned thirty one last week. Happy birthday to me! Yay. Happy birthday, Happy Josh! Birthday. And now I'm starting, like, it's really interesting to talk to people that are even only, like, six years younger than you, mm. seven years, and you go, there's a true disconnect in yes. what we're listening to, yes. kind of thing. And then now I know, like, uh, it would have been the same when, like, you know, my mum, you know, was, you know, when I was growing up in the 90s, and mum goes, oh, this is Abba. I'm like, who? Like, <laughs> yeah. because mm-hmm. it wasn't it, it wasn't a part of my conscious, like, you know, yes. my, my age of consciousness, you know Or what us I mean? right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly right. And, and that's the thing, and I, and I do, and even though this theme is not, um, I guess, like, second nature to me, mm. I definitely feel like I can still talk about it because of the cultural influences. Sure. Well, yeah, and, sure. and, and, and pop culture as well, and it's really, really interesting because, in my opinion, like fashion died in the two thousands. Like, there were some Possibly, bad yeah. choices there that were, were going on. Yeah. Like once Ugg boots became on the red carpet, oh. it was like, like life was over. Ugg <laughs> <laughs> like, boots and Crocs. I yeah, don't yeah. Like. just I, mm. I, I can't with a, with a mini denim skirt and a, and a boob tube and a scarf or anything. Like who who said that was okay? Like, no, nobody. Yeah, all, nobody. All denim okay. has never been okay, and it never will be. Okay. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. Oh, I always Although, think of um, I, Brittany I'm and Justin. In gen- denim shorts. <laughs> You're allowed. That's what they're there for. Yeah. So then you've got a nice knit sweater. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. Like, oh my what? goodness. <laughs> I'm fashionably. And as, and as I said before in the intro, like this music was influencing what was going on on the radio. Yes. So then yes. all these big pop stars started started adapting this sound. As I was talking about Kelly Clarkson, like her first album was very pop, very R&B. It was. Um, and then Breakaway came out and it was all rock. Like since you've been gone walk away mm. uh, behind these hazel eyes like it was like following what was what was on trend yeah, yeah. But, but receiving huge success from it as yes. well breakaway i think it was nominated for like three or four grammys and she won like two of them that year like it was wow. really really incredible in the way that and like your ashley simpsons your avril levine's um just so many like that front the oh there was uh, hillary duff even like just you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious um because it was yeah influencing because you know all labels do is go what's hot right now you do that go like, yeah because they yeah, want to make right. money. That's yeah. basically what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, so my next choice, just following on from Panic at the Disco. So a year later, I remember this was my first year out of high school. And this album, I used to work at Boost Juice. I, mm-hmm. was, a man, I was a manager at Boost Juice. Yay, Boost. <laughs> you know, you got an extra dollar an hour when you're a manager. Um, maybe, they can give, <laughs> maybe they can give us a sponsorship. <laughs> well, actually, you don't need to because I know how to make the... Oh, smoothie. okay, I mean, cool. I mean, I don't want to break confidential. Oh, it's been over 10 years, surely. Yeah, whatever. Surely I'm protected <laughs> by some... The statute of limitations run out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, with that, and so... Um, one of my managers was was obsessed with Fallout Boy, and I'd already known about them with like their uh, Under the Cork Tree, uh, sh- um, Infinity. I'm sorry, sorry uh, Sugar were going down. Like I'd already heard those songs with their previous album, but we used to play Infinity on High all the time at Boost Juice, and so out of, out, involuntarily, I was exposed to this in, this huge album 
Infinity on High and the song The Takeover The Breaks Over mm. was a uh, just like This Ain't A Seam it's a it's, it's, um, a, uh, it's an arms race, arms race. Yeah. Uh, Thanks For The Memories yes, Hum Hallelujah they were yeah. all huge songs for the band um, fronted by Patrick Stump but Pete Wentz was also really really popular because he was dating Ashley Simpson at the time so oh, there was that well. I know isn't that crazy yeah. like and, the, and they were like a, they, were, they, they were like an it couple at the time like all that kind of stuff because that really really that was that's how you sold a record too like having these True. like really really cool connections with other people in yep. Hollywood all that yep. kind of stuff and but this song I just remember thinking again what, what I was saying well, this guy can really sing like he's amazing yes. I actually went and saw I went to their concert in 2007 as well they played at the River Stage and sounds exactly like the record like yeah. just really really cool those, a lot of those bands were really good mm. at that because it, they were so yeah. simple exactly right and mm. what was and what I've always found interesting interesting as someone who's been in the studio to record live instrumentation it's hard to get the right velocity yes um, so it doesn't sound like it's, it's live mm. that it's a studio production of your live instrument band yes and so like bands like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and Good Shot, they were nailing this, like the mastering was just so good. Like mm. it sounds so good and full and just energetic and everything like that. And I just loved the vocal line in um the take. He goes, um, he goes, uh, don't pretend you'll ever forget about me. Like it's really, really, really that was really bad. Yippee. I was just like, <laughs> just whatever. Um but that whole like just really really great singer yeah they're very yeah. good singers <laughs> like I said they're, the singability on those two songs I had they're very high for me on, on the Josh sc- on the Sabi scale they're at least a, whatever you whatever you want to rate a nine eight or whatever probably yeah <laughs> and, or, but also really, really and what was really really great about this particular album to me was that they had different sections in one song so it was like it was almost like there was three songs in the one wow. song wow yeah so this song would go it would finish a chorus and then it goes da 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 we do it in the dark. We smile, and but it's but that section sounds completely different to the rest of the vibe of the song, and that's mm. what I loved about Fallout Boy mm. that they really experimented and it worked in their favor. That was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is really really cool. Also, um, Kim Kardashian was in one of their music videos. Well, I don't mind Kim. Yeah, Kardashian. she was in um, this is because this has been she was just trying too hard to be famous, right? I think she was in the Thanks for the Memories. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, music, yeah, so we should YouTube that later. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Fallout Boy, amazing, really, really great. Um, it's a shame that they didn't quite get the next um, spark that they needed, but I think yeah. the sound was dying as well because by the end of the, by two thousand and nine to two thousand and ten, we had already like started going to that Kesha phase. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry was really Katy Perry, Lady big. Gaga, yeah. were like. <laughs> We we need um. that that her transition like she whatever start, was happening in the yeah. early two thousands my life was starting yeah. after that so. well yeah well but oh, but we could definitely talk about how Lady Gaga started like carrying the torch into the next decade yes. of yes. what the of the next Sam was going to be like yep. as well I, I yep. think it'd be a great episode um, we got so many um, episodes to do so we don't have to rush but <laughs> <laughs> but um with that um the next um this is my last song so this is now this is true like this is getting to real emo now but but they were getting really mainstream. The band's called Paramore. Oh, yeah. Huge band at the time. Um, th- also, this is another song that was on Guitar Hero, so uh, so this is how they were getting more popular right. as well. I definitely would have put Paramore in the emo emo side of the punk rock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> side um, of things. Uh, so, with the, so, I, so I wanted to talk about Paramore because of the transition from 
pop punk into the emo, emo pop yeah. sort of thing. So Misery Business was a huge song at the time in the sense of it was getting this huge underground following. The, these bands, like they weren't like, they might've only gotten like number 20 on the billboard chart, sure. but they had a fan base, man. Like they, cause they were all kids that were on the, on the computer, on the internet, yeah. downloading music, all that kind of stuff. So with that Misery Business, right from the get go, one, two, three, four, dun, 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 dun. that was heavy music, man. Like that was, and the riff is just so good. Mm. If you listen to the entire production, like I, there's always different guitar because they had two guitars. There's yep. always different things going on. Yeah. But again, similar to what I said before, these are live instruments, and somehow they're filling out this um, whole studio production f- to have this high velocity sound, which I've always been um, encapsulated, uh, cap- sorry, captivated by. And Haley Williams can sing. She can. She, <laughs> she, she really can. She yeah. really, really can. And I wanted to also make mention, the reason why they, 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 they became pop because they actually ended up getting a song on the Twilight soundtrack oh. in 2008 called Decode. And that song put them into like the next, like they crossed over. From, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, from, from, from cult following into like, they've got to real mainstream. Yeah. And then I think like a year later, they released um, that song, um, You Are the Only Exception. They went, real oh, pop, they yeah. went really pop after that yes. um, to sell the records and things like that. I didn't know that was them. Yeah, that's that's Paramore. That's a really great song. And they had Brick by Boring Bit Brick and um, Ignorance. Like they had these really, really big songs on the next album after this one. Mm. It's all, oh, I keep on doing this. But it's all, be, sorry, I keep hitting the microphone because I'm getting so excited and I talk with my hands. Um, is that, yeah, so Paramore like really are like the, they were one of the gatekeepers of putting emo pop music into the charts sure, kind sure. of thing. Um, some people might disagree with that, but mm. when I look at it from like a charting perspective and a pop culture perspective, like Paramore are definitely mm. in that dialogue in my opinion. And just really great music, music uh, musicianship, which is, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I have an honourable mention just quickly. Yes, um, yes. Also a huge band at the time. So the actor Jared Leto Leto mm-hmm. was in a band called 30 Seconds to Mars. Yes. And The Kill was a huge song <laughs> in 2007. It was massive. It, the big, really, really big vocal. You'll have to listen to it sometime. There's, well, there's, it'll yeah. be on the playlist. Oh, do honourable mentions make it on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. No, yeah. they don't really. Hey. Oh, for Asabi, we can always break <laughs> can the rules. Stick it on yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think everything we talk about needs to be on this playlist because I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it is a great education piece in that sense, isn't it? But yeah, mm. but it was a really, really big song because of the whole emo being into in, being in the pop charts now, all that kind of stuff. And Jared Leto back then had long hair huge eyeliner mm-hmm. like contoured looking like a corpse a little bit oh, <laughs> so all that kind of it was just very very theatrical <laughs> very the- and, and that's the other thing is that emo was really bringing back this pageantry and this theatricality yes. almost like a sharing uh, needles yeah, yeah yeah in that in that sense yeah, absolutely where totally um, emo you know like or, or like the new generation of kiss and all that kind yeah, of stuff like they're really yeah. uh, and, and or a um upgrade of the gothic movement yes, really when, yes. when you think well about like it. adam lambert sort of well he, well, he started coming because he was in American Idol in 2009. Yes. And yep. so he was like the byproduct of what yeah. everything that was going on, yeah. you know, in the last five years sort of thing. Mm, yeah. mm. I think it also, I'm glad you brought Paramore on there because other than Avril Lavigne, that's the only only female, only female we have on there. Only, yeah. only ladies yeah. we've got on the mm. on this list. Yes. Well, yes. Honestly, I, I mean, for me, it's just because I'm just really not that familiar with this genre. Um, I'm sure there are I didn't even notice until we've just kind of gone through it. I'm like, 
These are all smelly, sweaty guys. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I didn't really it. listen to it <laughs> much. I was like, oh. Well, I, I think at the time, like the charts were very quite male dominated as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. they and were. And so, which is why 2009, 2012 is like this next era to me because yeah. that's when we had the, I call it the pop princess era. Yes. Where it's like, the, so it's like the next movement. And, and there, there was a time where like all five spots in the charts were like Kesha, Britney, yeah. uh, Gaga, did, Rihanna. Didn't Britney make some sort of, not necessarily a comeback, but she kind of she sort of came up again yes. in that time period. Well, in 2007 she brought out an album called Blackout and Blackout was all around the era of shaved head Britney. Right. That, that yeah, drunk that's VMA's right. performance. Yes. And so yes. a, a less than a, so a year later they brought out another album called Circus. Mm, yes, and, I remember. Um they mm. really tried to like push forward that that she's clean and she's Yeah, she's and sort it, of but it was all fa- but you could tell that it was fabricated that yeah. they were just trying to like it was all PR and not real. Yeah. 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 Well, Josh, those were amazing choices. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much. Oh, I wasn't expecting to. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to talk so much. I thought I was going to have the least to say tonight. No, no, it was fantastic. It's really good, um, especially for those listeners who may not be familiar with the genre. So, really great choices and some great dialogue. I mean, this will be a fun playlist to listen to. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I think, so. I think it will be. Definitely. I have a be. picnic this weekend, so I might play this playlist, <laughs> actually. Yes, yeah. play it, girl, play it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with Josh's favorite segment of the show. Woo-hoo! Hey there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Matt Young, and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast. It's based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. And we're back. Well, you know, we've had some great support from our other uh, brothers and sisters uh, with their other podcasts as well. It's always really um, funny to listen to the ads in between the segments. <laughs> Hello! That's yes, like, exactly. <laughs> which is great. And, you know, we all support each other within the podcast community as well, which is great. So with that, like, you know, I've been listening to musicals taught me everything I know. I've listened to a couple of episodes of Murder from the Land of Oz. Just really, really great podcasts that are, you know, really gr- giving us a great information into the world. I think yeah. that's what podcast is about really is it sharing sharing and caring information. Mm. Uh, so speaking of uh, controversial matters. <laughs> Great segue. Like murders and musicals. <laughs> we are up to my favourite segment of the week and that is... It's, it's a, flop. a flop. That's the one. <laughs> now, we always, of course, bring our five favourite songs each that we love that we're digging about this particular theme. But you know, there's a yin... And there's a Yang. Mm. And the Yang tells us that we need to put one flop in the play, a song that we doesn't really speak to us in any particular way in accordance with this theme as well. So our theme, as we know after listening to us for the last three hours and 72 minutes, <laughs> is 2000s pop punk. And in that short, I think there's going to be uh, quite fervent flops in this list because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've got especially two people who don't really listen to this music whatsoever <laughs> so we'll start with um, our lovely Zane our producer Zane <laughs> now I am anticipating Asabi probably is gonna yell at me for this one <laughs> oh, why um, <laughs> I will not deny that this can be a fun song 
Oh. <laughs> but gosh, do I hate listening to it. I'm so curious. It, is this Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne? Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, no, this, that's a terrible song. I can't <laughs> stand it. So. Thank you. Well done. I was, well I was done. worried because you had complicated on your list. I'm like, oh, well, we'll see. Well, we'll yeah, see like happens. I said, I bought that album because I was going to the concert. Yeah. I didn't buy it because, ah, uh, Avril Lavigne. And like Skater Boy <laughs> is like literally like, let's manufacture some subculture for the masses yes. Yes. and feed it to them. That's a terrible I didn't realize there was a problem. It's <laughs> such good storytelling. Like, he was a boy. <laughs> she was a girl. Oh, Jesus. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> can he was a punk. <laughs> she did ballet. Yeah, right. What more oh, can I say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a terrible, terrible. He I was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Yeah. He wasn't good enough. Actually, the song's about, um, you know, like the, the girl bringing the boyfriend home yeah, to her yeah, mom yeah. and yeah. she's mm-hmm. like, you're not dating him. Yeah. <laughs> it's that whole wrong side of the track. Yes. I once heard but a group I love of, him, mom. Yeah, no. I once heard a group of children sing this song, and there was nothing worse. Yeah, nothing worse. Yeah. So like, oh. I will say though, it, like I kind of like semi agree with your sentiments, uh, but semi only yes, semi. But I have like when there's a good bit of vodka in the system, and this song comes on the playlist, like I am rocking out Look, with my you, socks out. If you are <laughs> attending an ironic blue light disco. Yeah. Put Skater Boy on yes. and people will get up and, and dance oh for it. Oh, God. But, no. like, yeah, if this come on, comes on, like, the radio, I'm, no. <laughs> yeah, I would immediately change the station. I mean, it is a song written for everyone that I am not. Right? <laughs> That's a great way to describe it, actually. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you for sharing that lovely piece of information, Zane. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to add this to the playlist. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. It, the flops go on the playlist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh. but I had to, I oh, had to put geez. it in. Asabi will have her next car incident oh. soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh. And now Asabi, speaking of Asabi's car incident, what is your <laughs> flop, lovely? My flop is Pretty Fly for a White what? Guy. What? Oh. By Offspring. Oh, so, my God. Wasn't that, that like pre-2000s by a few years? I don't think it was. I'm not, America, I don't know. Americana came out like 99, 2000. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, so that's all right. It's in the, mm. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have oh my God. <laughs> vivid, embedded memories of this song. Um, I used to... I grew up in Bundaberg, and there's not a lot to do in Bundaberg. Except drink rum. Yes. Except drink rum. And I don't drink, so <laughs> what am they I meant to do? They have that amazing chocolate liqueur as well. Uh, I went bowling a lot because there was like a bowling mini golf video game center. Cool. And this was one of six songs that they played (laughs) on a loop over and over and over again. Because so this yeah. is um, Freak on a Le- I think, is it, is it Freak? No, that Freak on a Leash know. is um, Silver Chair. Sorry. It's terrible. That's what it is. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, and I, yeah, so now it's going to have Because they came around the same time as like corn and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, yes, yeah, so now I just realized that's <laughs> going to be on the playlist. I apologize <laughs> profusely. Oh, my goodness. I'm actually so really, now. really excited. But <laughs> yeah. So now, Josh, please do enlighten us. What is your flop? Well, I'm not sure if you guys would, because it's not your genre you probably won't know it but the people who do know this genre there's a band a band from the UK called McFly oh yeah I've heard of yeah. McFly and I know McFly I didn't think that they were pop punk oh absolutely but they, again yeah. like I don't know what so pop punk there was is. a movie that came out I think in 2006 something called Just My Luck starring Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine I remember that I'll take yeah, your yeah. word for and it and they had a band feature in the in the film mm-hmm. and this song is awful so the song's called uh, Five Colors in Her Hair 
That because sounds terrible. Because, you know, the emo pop movement. Yeah. You know, the, You're you know, not cool unless you've got five more col- colours yeah, in your Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... It literally, it's um that whole like like it's real cheesy. Um, it's just not well lyric lyricized. Um, just like it's like that thing of like okay, um, the label we're just gonna create a group <laughs> uh, that emulates everything that's hot right now. Um, so just find someone off, just find someone from a bowling alley that's gigging at the moment, and, oh, we're, and wow. we're gonna put them into superstardom. Uh, but they have to look like uh, all the kids from MySpace, otherwise it's right. not gonna sell. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me but which is really funny because the whole movie with their particular storyline is about how they've come from the UK into New York to try and make it big <laughs> oh my <laughs> sort god of thing. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah exactly but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a terrible movie but I'll watch it mm. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you're just like this is so bad that I can actually but I can I can consume this movie right now uh, yeah so that's, yeah, it's, called, it's called Five Colors in a Hair by McFly I'll, I'll add it to the playlist now you know what I find funny about that when I think of emo I think of black hair so five colors in her hair, I, that reminds me of like Well, it's kind of Britney. the transition between emo to scene. Right, where, okay, yeah. yes, okay. that And that makes more, because you know. scene is all like the girls bright, have bright the, colors. Yeah, yes. and all this stuff in their hair. Okay. And that's it. So there are three flops. So. Well done, boys. They, well they done. were. There were some flops. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were. And we've had some great choices in the in the official playlist as well. Well, that concludes another amazing episode of Shuffology. Our first double digit episode, episode ten. Yay. We've been on the air. <laughs> we've been on the air. For- Please hold the applause to the end. <laughs> but, um, we, yeah, so we're, we're up to 10. Can't ten wait for weeks. 11. This 10 weeks ten on the weeks. air, which is great. Um, my name's Josh. We've had the lovely Asabi. And can we please also um, put our hands together for Zane for Zane. filling in for us? Beautiful. Again, we're send, sending all our love to Liam as well. And we'll see you next week with another amazing episode of Shuffology. See ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.